Hello, and welcome to another episode of Bonsai Stuff Podcast. It's me, Scott Martin from Bonsai Matsu, uh, back again. Uh, welcome back. Thank you for thank you for listening. Really appreciate it. As always, um, the bonsai world is becoming a very small place for me. Um, it reaches far and wide. Talking with people in India, North Carolina, Perth, all over the place, basically, and I love it. It's great. So, anything I can do to help, please let me know. We're late July now in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. It's quite cold. It's also um, full swing for repotting season. Most of my deciduous trees have, have been done now, which means it's time to start heading into the pines and junipers and that sort of thing. It's been a frantic time, but it's probably one of the most important times of the year as far as I see it, in that if you can get the root structure right, if you can if you can focus on doing the right work now on the trees, developing in the bari, um, looking to remove you know, downward growing roots, looking to promote and enhance the fine fibrous feeder roots, um, you'll get the dividends for it in the next few years. Repotting is not one of those things that's done every year. It may roll out to two, three, four, five years thereabouts, sometimes longer, sometimes shorter. Younger trees obviously grow a lot quicker, so they need to get repotted a lot faster, but as trees start to get older and start to slow down, the need for repotting also slows down with it. Once a tree is repotted, the flush of growth that you get is pretty thick and fast, so you need to be mindful that if you're continually repotting your trees, they're not having time to stabilise and slow themselves down. Um, They push out new strong roots which means they push out new strong growth it's really important to understand that what happens below the soil the surface of the soil is pretty much replicated above the soil as well so if you have a heavy dense mix that the the roots are struggling to get air out of soil air out of then you'll find the roots have to barge their way through till they get to the edge of the pot, wrap themselves around, and there won't be many fine feeder roots in there. So your branching structure, you know, you'll struggle to get fine ramification because your root structure can't support the growth above the soil level. So if you want nice, fine, delicate growth, try and focus on nice, fine, delicate roots. You know, using a good or an appropriate soil mix which is a a hand grenade when it comes to talking about about it in bonsai. But for me, I find that uh, in my situation with my trees, and there's a a diverse nature of um, species, I find that having a, a nice inorganic open mix allows me to develop the roots in such a way that when it does get to those, you know, we get some hot temperatures here in, in Melbourne um, over summer, you know, 40, 45 degrees for a, for a six, seven day period is not uncommon. So we need to make sure that uh, the root structure that we're growing can support the foliage mass during that very stressful period of time. I don't have the luxury of being able to pick up all my trees and move them into a sheltered position. So they need to, they need to have the, the, the strength in them before that period comes along so when I repot the trees I I definitely look at doing the work 
that's needed to bring um, the, the roots in control, you know, removing the downward roots, looking for any thick, thick roots, trying to cut them back like you would a branch to get, come back to a, to a lighter root or you come back to a, when you prune a branch, you come back to a lighter branch to try and improve the taper of that branch from a, from a nice thick branch to a, to a fine offshoot branch reposition it and, and continue the branch on that way once it gets too long. Same with your roots, you're cutting back to a finer root somewhere back along the, the root vessel. My mix that I use is, is as I said, very open, um, scoria based, pumice based, and I find that it has enough water retention properties for it that maples don't suffer from, from transpiration issues You know when it gets to those hot periods. I find that the, the, I believe that the best thing we can do is develop the roots uh, as quickly as we can after repotting. So when they do get to a stressful time in their in their development, summer, let's call it summer, then they can cope with it. It's not something that we need to then baby and manage and nurse its way through. When I pick up uh, stock from nurseries, I've mentioned it before. You know, one of the first things I look to do is to repot it into my mix because I then know how the tree is going to respond to watering and my feeding regime because it's it's been the same thing I've done for, for a long period of time now, year after year after year, and you start to see consistent results with the trees. It's very pleasing when you do go to repot and you take one of your trees that, you know, I, I put a flag on saying very poor roots and then three years later you take it out of the pot and all you've got is fine feeder roots. You know that you've done the right thing and, and focusing on... What can't be seen with bonsai will allow you then to work on what can be seen. So there's no point, no point focusing too much on design, styling, branching options, all that sort of stuff if you can't get the, the very fundamental root structure correct on that tree. Having the tree able to uh, push nutrients and, and moisture through its system when it needs it, as it needs it, is a really basic requirement for that tree. So you can style the life out of a tree and, and make it look fantastic, but you're on a hiding to nothing. If you can't get those roots right, you're really just wasting your time. Putting in the hard yards where people can't see it necessarily is gonna make your tree much better and it's gonna make you ultimately happier as well. So. Tree health is paramount to good structure. You want good structure, you want a lovely design, you want something that you're proud of, work on the roots. When you repot it, do it properly. Spend the time, get the technique right. Make sure that your pruning isn't just, you're not hacking at it with a saw, you're actually you're pruning it with scissors. You do it once every two, three, four years, spend the time to get it right. Give the tree the, the respect that it deserves. Buy a good mix. Don't just buy a, a $2 bag of garden soil because it's not going to give you what you need. I do talk a lot with customers about um, changing their mix to suit their lifestyle requirement as well, you know, maybe adding more organics in to try and keep the tree wetter for longer when they can't be at home to water the trees, but there's a there's a cost to that too, you know, the, the tree won't develop as well as what it possibly could because you, you're you're sacrificing growth and root structure for for moisture and and really root growth as well. So 
you need to you need to really be, have your head around that getting getting good strong roots is the is the very core to, to good bonsai. That then leads into to your fertilising regime, your watering regime, everything. Everything sort of depends on you having good roots. Now, putting a repotting a tree into a, a heavy organic mix will do absolutely nothing if you're feeding it correctly, or you're overfeeding it, or you're you're giving it everything you normally would to to a tree in development, where you want to push along as hard as you can. If the roots are no good, then the tree's not going to grow and develop as as well as what you want it to so you know i think spending money and time and effort and concentrating on on the root structure when it's repotting time which is now for us is going to give you give you more than than anything for the next two or three years so now i've had my little rant about repotting and the need to focus on roots and that sort of thing i want to get to to this this podcast it's I've titled it Moving Always Moving. I was working recently and it, the thought came to my head that one of the most fantastic things about bonsai is its constant development. There's always evolution of design. There's always things changing. You know, just when you think that it's it's hit its peak and it can't get any better, something happens and it gets better. It just never stops. If you keep putting in the time with your trees and, and focusing your efforts with a with a plan in the back of your mind you'll you'll find that your trees just keep giving over and over and over so at the moment we're we're in winter love about winter is the silhouette you look at your trees in a different light without leaves on and the hard work with wiring and pruning you know the unrewarding things every day going out there with a maple and pinching out new growth suddenly you see the benefit of that that fine twiggy twiggy ramification of the trees get to late winter, start repotting, you get to see the nabari, how it's developed over the last couple of years. Maybe there's something hidden just below the soil surface that starts to show you a nice spread. You know, it could be an air-laid tree that's really starting to take its own with some nice nice surface roots now. It's really it's really wonderful. And you know, when you do clear away the, the mud and you have a look and you see the fine branches, it's you know, pat on the back time because what you did years ago, you're now seeing the results of it. Spring comes around, which you know, hopefully is not too far away because it's freezing here in Melbourne. Well, freezing for us anyway. Cold, wet, windy. Um, I'm looking forward to spring coming when we start to get slightly longer days and we can start getting some sunshine back and maybe a bit more warmth in the day. But you, you, new life comes out in the trees, something which is laid dormant for, for a couple of months looking pretty static then suddenly starts to to jump and evolve and it's it's really nice seeing the new shoots come out we get to summer we've got a full silhouette you know you've pruned it made it look really nice and all of a sudden those leaves just look magnificent they're they're lush your pines look great you start looking at decandling then they start their second flush of growth again and you know the ramification starts to improve again you know one branch divides and becomes two so you're, you're multiplying your growth you're doubling your growth on the tree effectively every year we get to autumn, you start seeing the beautiful colour. The pines come into their own because you can start doing shaping and, and really putting some, some work into those trees to make them take another another step forward as well. So you know, styling and shaping every year just means another step towards perfection or something something closer to perfection in your mind. And I think even when you do achieve perfection, you're going to still want to push it. And I know I do. You know, I look at, look at my trees and... 
I always always want to try and see how it can develop and how it can evolve and and even if it's just you know becoming a, a twiggier twiggier structure on the tree you know looking at it year on year taking photos and sitting back and having a look at it, it it's great it's very rewarding I was reading I was restarting my computer the other day and something popped up um, normally a stupid little quote comes up but this one was actually quite good I liked it it said Nature provides the raw material and experts sculpt them into shape. So in our own way, we're all experts working on, on nature. You know, the tree comes to us in a certain form. We do what we do to it. It doesn't have to be appreci- appreciated by anyone else, just by you. As long as it's something that you're proud of and it's something that you want to look at, then go for it. It doesn't need to be on the cover of a glossy magazine to be a, 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 an award-winning tree in your own in your own eyes. It doesn't have to have your first branch placed a certain way to be a perfect specimen. Whatever makes you happy is what you should focus on. The horticultural stuff is different. That's That applies regardless of the design, but insofar as the design, as long as you're happy looking at a tree, you should never, ever be be turned away from something because it doesn't meet certain criteria or that because someone else has said that it isn't a perfect design because perfection's in your own eyes, no one else. So don't um, don't be don't be swayed by anyone else. If you're happy with it, stick with it. Alright, so while we're on the topic of repotting, which is very uh, appropriate to the time of year we're in, I just want to talk about pots. And pots are one of those things that can really be up to personal preference. And I'd strongly I'd strongly recommend that's the case. As I was just saying about your trees, I think that if the pot makes you happy, then it's perfect. A few things you need to consider though as far as I'm concerned. I'm not talking about um, colorings and all that sort of stuff or you know glazed or unglazed. I do think that when you are purchasing pots look for look for pots that have got more than one hole. I've had a few recently that have come in that have got only like holes are about four or five millimeters uh, in diameter so they're, they're not big enough to let water out or let air in so when you do look at the pots, don't just look at the glaze. Have a look at how stable the pots are, and if they sit flat, they're not they're not warped, or cracked, or chipped, or anything like that. But look for multiple holes. You should always uh, tie your trees in to the pots too. And I use I use depending on the size of the tree, two to two and a half millimeter aluminium wire. I don't use, I don't recommend using steel or copper or anything like that. I only use aluminium because what will happen is as you firmly tie the tree into the pot as the tree grows that wire will stretch and then break and it won't break the pot so if you do use something stronger copper whatever you might find that as the tree grows it actually snaps the pot rather than stretching the copper and breaking which is the intention you want to hold your trees securely in place while they are growing their new roots and not being blown around after repotting that's the that's that's the fundamental part of it also if you have Neighbored cats or possums or whatever, anything knocks the tree off the off the stand. You want to make sure that the tree is going to have as much chance as possible 
keeping as many roots as possible by being tied into the pot so you can pick it up top up the soil again and you're you're back up and going size of the pot i use a general guide of the the pot being about two-thirds the width of the canopy of the tree. The reason I do that is because it makes the tree look significant in the pot and it's still big enough to house enough roots to feed that foliage mass. A common mistake that I see all the time is where people jam tiny little trees into enormous pots because of the belief that it needs the enormous root space for the tree to be um, happy enough to survive through through summer and it's not true you don't need it what you do need is you need good roots so you need to use a good good potting mix and you need to make sure that you've got good roots as we talked about earlier and then you don't need to have an enormous pot so I think two-thirds of width of the canopy focuses your attention onto the tree another thing that I find um, very common is that when people first start working with bonsai start, start developing their collection they'll work on the the tree and ignore the pot the pot's just a vessel to to hold the tree and that's fine that's that's okay but i think what i've found for myself and and a lot of people is that as your tree starts to develop and becomes a better better specimen your pot should reflect appropriately the the quality of the tree so if you have a very good quality tree then you need a very good quality pot and there's all different types of pots they all come from different places there's around the world there's local potters that are killing it you know in australia we've got a lot that are doing such a great job you know the, the approach used to be it had to be from certain regions of japan to be considered a nice pot but that's not the case anymore around the world and you know chipping around the world now it's it's made it a small place so you, you've got access to all these different pot makers of the highest level with some of the most amazing designs. They're really pushing boundaries on it all around the world. And I, I'd strongly recommend that you have a look around. Um, don't, be, don't limit your focus on, on one particular type of pot. Look at, look at all different varieties. You can get inventive with your pots as well. I've got a mate who's, who's just the other day hollowing out um, rocks to, to plant trees in and they look amazing like a um, like a, a, a cannonball that's been caved out with beautiful shape and structure on it so don't always think that you have to follow conservative guidelines for, for your potting of your trees as well you know using using a slab of stone or something like that um, is, is awesome it can really lift the tree and make it look different so don't um, don't don't narrow your focus. Try and be as broad-minded as you as you possibly can, and search around. Have a have a look. Use the internet for not to, to mimic other people's trees or pots or anything like that. But have a look and see what's around, and it may spark something in your own mind that you think, "I've got this tree, and that sort of a pot would be fantastic." Then start the ball rolling. I know a lot of a lot of pot makers. Can do, can do custom jobs for people as well to suit specific trees in certain sizes. I know I've had a couple done myself. And the results are always far better than looking for an off-the-shelf type pot that may be okay, but it's not perfect for that tree. It's not, not, not the vision that you have in your mind. And when I say perfect, I don't mean to other people, I mean to yourself. So when you walk out there and 
have your morning coffee and puts a smile on your dial before your day starts, that's, that's what you really want to focus on. That's what you want to do. Dropping coins in a wishing well In hopes one day that I would find a story Always changing the structure of the trees, always moving ahead And that's what bonsai is Bonsai isn't, isn't a sculpture, it's, it's a living being Embrace it, love it, go with it Let it teach you things you know, learn different techniques on it. Keep constantly looking for, uh, for for the next step. You know, make your tree as, as good as it possibly be now and then make it better and continually make it better. Always always look to, to, to work on your trees with the focus in mind of how can I make this better, you know, and, and love it, like I said. Really, really get your, get your hands into it and make the most of it. So it's end of repotting season, only another month to go. So hopefully next time I, I speak with you, it's with me saying that I've fully finished all my pine repotting. I certainly hope it will be. There's a lot to, lot to get done in a very short period of time. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, love it. Love hearing from you. Get in touch via Instagram, Facebook, uh, website, bonsaimatsu.com, and, uh, and I'll chat soon. Until then, happy bonsai. <laughs>